0: The first babies have been conceived by a robot. Parents are forced to be umpires at Little League games. And the Red Cross is asking video game players to stop committing war crimes. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. And the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian whose birthday is today, ooh, it's my birthday show. Uh, I'm not going to do anything special for the birthday show. we just going to do the show. Babies have been conceived with a sperm-injecting robot. Sheesh. Automation taking my job once again. And now these robots are after our women. Guys, are we going to allow this to just happen? Our robots are injecting our women with sperm. Let's find out why and how much it costs. Maybe it's an option now for people who just are sick of humans uh, impregnating them. You know, if you don't want a human to impregnate you, maybe there's other options out there. Perhaps a robot is for you. I mean, I don't want to be raising robot stepchildren, but maybe I'll have to at some point in life. Okay, so last spring engineers in Barcelona, Barcelona, packed up the sperm injecting robot that they designed, sent it to New York City. They followed it to a clinic called New Hope Fertility Center where they put this instrument back together, assembled a microscope, a mechanized needle, a little Petri dish, and a laptop. One of the engineers with no real experience in fertility medicine used a Sony PlayStation 5 controller to position a robot needle. Eyeing a human egg through a camera, it then moved forward on its own, penetrating the egg and dropping off a single sperm cell. Altogether, the robot was used to fertilize more than a dozen eggs. I love how they used a Sony PlayStation 5 controller. You couldn't build anything better than that. (laughs) It's just funny to me. Um, The result of the procedures, say the researchers, were healthy embryos. Oh, boy. And now two baby girls who they claim are the first people born after fertilization by a robot. So the baby girls were born. Their father's a robot, it seems. Uh, Who's the mom? And is the robot going to raise these kids or just take off like they always do? You know, these robots, they impregnate you and then they, they you know, they get out of there. They go work at the Ford company or whatever. You never see him again. Here's a quote from Edward Alba, the student mechanical engineer who operated the sperm injecting device. Oh, this, I mean, on some level, Edward is the father of these two babies. He, he, uh, he, he actually penetrated the The embryo, right? The the egg, whatever. (laughs) I'm stupid. Here's what Edward said. I was very calm in that exact moment. I thought it's just one more experiment. These aren't experiments, Edward. These are people. You are the father of two baby girls, Edward. You better get out there and raise these damn kids on your student mechanical engineer salary. Okay, so the startup company that developed this robot is called Overture Life. They say this device is an initial step toward automating in vitro fertilization, also known as IVF, and potentially making the procedure less expensive and far more common than it is today. Right now, IVF labs are multi-million dollar affairs staffed by trained embryologists who earn upwards of $125,000 a year, to delicately handle sperm and eggs using ultra-thin hollow needles under a microscope. But some startups say the entire process could be carried out automatically by robots. Overture, for instance, has filed a patent application describing a biochip for an IVF lab in miniature, complete with hidden reservoirs containing gross fluids and tiny channels for sperm to wiggle through. All right, they're going to go on and on to describe this device that they have. And I don't understand a lot of the language here because Jonesy went to public school. I'm going to skip to the part where it says more babies on the way. The main goal of automating IVF, say entrepreneurs, is very simple. It's to make a lot more babies. About a half a million children are born through IVF globally each year. But most people who need help having kids don't have access to fertility medicine or can't really pay for it. So hopefully these robots make it cheaper and easier and as you know i've covered on this show many times people think the earth is going to die or something because people aren't having babies they think it's the end of the world apparently 8 billion isn't enough to keep it going it's not enough to keep the lights on we need 8 we need 18 billion so hopefully these robots will come and you know and just add another 10 billion to the population 10 billion half robot half human cyborgs so that the earth won't Won't end. I I mean, I I assume it's going to end. Well, that's what they're saying if we don't just keep making people. Well, the robots, the Sperminators are on the horizon, guys. It won't be uncommon for you to have a Sperminator as a father. It also won't be uncommon for you to perhaps be a man-sperm slave because, you know, this robot didn't make the sperm. Someone else made the sperm and injected it into the robot. So I'd imagine there's just going to be these men all over... Stuck in these laboratories. They're forced to give their sperm to the robot army of sperminators. Man, I'm very uncomfortable with the robots doing this stuff. I mean, can't we just have Nick Cannon impregnate everybody? I mean, he can do it. Yay! A town forces parents to be umpires at Little League games. It's springtime, everyone, and Little League baseball season is underway. For those of you unfamiliar with Little League all the kids play Little League Baseball over here. Not all the kids. I played Little League Baseball, though, and I had a great time. I remember playing Little League Baseball as early as five years old. I started with T-ball, where you hit the ball off the tee. The ball is stationary, and then you move up to the, the pitcher actually throwing it at you. I say all this for those of you who live in a different country and aren't familiar with Little leagues. It's very popular here in the States. Every, t- every little town has a Little League. Kids playing ball. Well, this town in New Jersey is introducing a new rule to crack down on the misbehavior of the parents at these games because the parents get very angry when their, their child or their child's team is losing. Uh, the parents were caught on camera in this town berating and screaming and swearing at the umpires at these youth games. So referees and umpires uh, were very upset about it. A lot of them quit after this because uh, no one needs this behavior from parents. Uh, A lot of these umpires are either volunteers or they're getting paid very little to do this. My cousin umpired games back in my town. It's often something that like a 17 or 18 year old would do. After years of playing Little League, you might then become an umpire or volunteer to be a referee at these games. And you know, you don't deserve to be screamed at by parents. That's for damn sure. So there's been an increase in resignations in this particular town with the rise of shouting matches from parents. This is an issue impacting the Little League players in Deptford Township, New Jersey specifically, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. Two volunteer umpires have quit in the last week, in fact. So now the Little League officials in this township have created a new solution to combat this trend. They're saying that if a parent or another spectator fights with an umpire, they have to volunteer to officiate themselves for at least three upcoming games in this Little League township. Here's a quote from someone who's running the town athletics. You're not allowed to come onto our complex until you complete three umpire assignments. Once you do that, then we'll let you come back and watch the games as a spectator. Well, some parents in this township seem to be on board with the new rule. Uh, we have a local mother named Caitlin said if the parents are going to be sitting there yelling the entire game, they may as well use that energy on the field and help out a little bit. Uh, little League International president and CEO Steven said he thinks this solution is a home run idea. Little League International expects its participants and fans to adhere to the highest level of sportsmanship while attending local league events. We applaud the volunteers at this township for coming up with a creative, fun solution to shine a light on the importance of treating everybody with respect on and off that Little League field. The local organizers say the point for all of this is for the parents to see what it's actually like to be on the field umpiring. And how the job might not be as easy as it looks. So maybe don't scream at an umpire that's 17 years old making $35 or nothing. I tell you, these parents have, they're sociopaths is what they are. I've seen some of these. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to be any better if you put them on the field. (laughs) They might just make calls for their own kids' team. Yeah, that's obviously a strike, Bob. Not my fault your loser kid can't swing the bat. I mean, you might get stuff like that. Although I'd imagine you can't allow the parents to umpire a game that their own child is participating in because that obviously would be biased, you know. And who knows, maybe you might find a couple of competent parents who ordinarily would have never volunteered to do this, and maybe they're great at it, and now you have yourself some amazing umpires that come around and give a damn. I mean, I don't know, but I guess we'll see. This is an experiment that I think could be uh, something we could watch and maybe put into effect all across the country because some, something has to be done about these parents screaming at teenagers. It's just unacceptable. They even get into fistfights over Little League. These games are like, they don't even mean anything. It's just, it's, oh man, it's just infantilism, really. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. The Red Cross is asking video game players to stop committing war crimes. A lot of popular video games are rooted in players picking up controllers and fighting in virtual wars, as you know. Well, not only does that describe every single Call of Duty game ever made, but its Battle Royale spinoff is quite literally called Warzone. Have you heard of Warzone? Well, with this in mind, you might think playing games like that without committing war crimes might be impossible. However... Streamers have been working with the International Committee of the Red Cross to prove it could and should be done. You should play video games without committing war crimes, guys. I know it's fiction, but you should also you should approach fiction with rules and and ethical behaviors apparently. That's what they're saying anyways. Let's keep reading and decide for ourselves if this is a lost cause. Here's a quote from the Red Cross website. Every day people play video games set in conflict zones right from their couch. But right now, armed conflicts are more prevalent than ever in the real world. To the people suffering from their effects, this conflict is not a game. It destroys lives and leaves communities devastated. We're challenging you to play FPS by the real rules of war to show that everyone, that even in wars, everyone has rules You should play by the rules, even though you're playing a war game. Well, at this point, you might be asking yourself, what exactly are the rules of war? And if it's really that hard to abide by them in games like Fortnite and Warzone and Call of Duty. Well, it says here there are four rules streamers have been trying to follow. Don't shoot downed or unresponsive enemies. Don't target nonviolent NPCs. Don't target civilian buildings and use medical kits on everyone. Some of those rules may well be easier to follow than others depending on the game that you're playing. uh, Take targeting down enemies, for example. If playing squads in Fortnite, enemies drop to all fours as their health slowly depletes, giving teammates a chance to rescue them. According to the Red Cross rules of war, you will not be allowed to finish them off. You'll also not be allowed to leave a teammate who may well be holding you back to perish should they be downed. The rules of war dictate that you heal them, even if you think you stand a better chance at winning a crown without them. Now, these other rules, such as not picking on non-player characters who don't pick on you, we don't want to do that, guys. Also, avoiding damages to civilian buildings. You know, you don't want to do that. I don't know how you ascertain what buildings are civilian buildings and what are not. I don't know why you would give a damn about hurting a a fictitional building in a fictional game. I can see, you know, decapitating non-player characters for the heck of it. it. Might seem unsavory. But, I mean, these buildings, I don't know. A number of streamers and gamers, though, have already teamed up with the Red Cross to show this can be done. We don't have to just decapitate our downed enemies. We can treat. We can, we can take them back to our tent and give them a, a nice cup of tea and let them heal, <laughs> turn them over to their mates. I mean, I don't know how I feel about all this. It seems like an uphill battle for the Red Cross to get these serious gamers to act act ethically in a war zone, but. Uh, I don't know, maybe it'll take hold and uh, some people will play nice. Uh, I have a feeling those people that are playing really nice are probably going to lose these games, which is one reason you don't want to play so nice. People like to win. They're very competitive in these first-person shooter games, these Warzone games, these Fortnite games, very competitive. So good luck getting them to behave in a certain way that may put them at a disadvantage when it comes to competition. So... But I don't know. Do you guys think this is something we should be pushing for? Do you think uh, following the rules of war in a video game is is important for the the, the overall morale of the culture? I, I don't I don't I don't know. Uh, call the show 646-450-2012. Yay! Hey y'all! Thanks for spending my birthday with me and Weird AF News podcast. Appreciate that. Appreciate it very so 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 much. So much. So much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. A lot of people bought me coffee on my birthday, and that made me so happy. Yep, woke up this morning to a lot of messages of people buying me coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. Pretty dope. Um, you can leave a message, too, when you buy me coffee, A little, write a little note. Um, Curls bought me coffees, K-U-R-L-Z, Curls, wrote, Happy birthday, Jonesy. Thanks for making our mornings extra weird. As if they weren't weird already. Our nine-year-old is even enjoying your podcast. Now she, now she asks on the way to school to listen to it. Of course, we can't always play them. Anyway, hope you have the best time in Vegas. Win some money so you can get out of that closet. <laughs> Come to the East Coast so we can see you live sometime. Good luck with your life, man. Oh, yeah, I'll be coming to the East Coast probably in the fall. Going to have to see my family at some point. Can't stay away from, from my family for this long. I've tried it before. They hate that. So uh yeah and uh, so thank you for that for the uh, and uh, I'm glad that your 9-year-old listens to Weird AF News although that's probably not the best thing for a 9-year-old. Uh who knows what I'm doing to a 9-year-old's brain with this podcast. Krista bought me coffees off my website too. Krista shout out to Krista. She also sent me an Instagram DM wishing me happy birthday. She wrote uh, happiest of birthday wishes to you today good sir. I hope you have a fantastic day of celebration. And use this to buy yourself a favorite coffee or a nice joint to relax or both. It's your birthday. Do whatever makes you happy. Thanks for making your listeners smile multiple times a week, Jonesy. I'm certainly glad you've become part of my morning routine, and I appreciate all you do. Glad you were born and exist in my life, too. Happy birthday, dude. Cheers to your best year yet. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Krista. And good luck with your life, Krista. Uh, someone bought me a Starbucks uh, credit for a Starbucks gift card from... It's from Alex Bittles, Biddles, B I D D L E S. Alex wrote, uh, Yay, it's your birthday. Good luck with your life, man. Ah, isn't that nice? Thank you, Alex, so much. And good luck with your life. I'll be definitely using that. I'll add that to my Starbucks app. I have an app. Um, I, I don't really like to, uh, not that I don't really like to, but I don't make an effort to buy coffee at Starbucks unless, of course, someone gives me a gift card. And then I, I use that shit up, man. I go there like, I'll go there every day until it's done. Uh, Also, then, someone anonymous bought me coffees off my website. It just says, someone bought you coffees. So whoever someone is, they also wrote me, happy birthday, stay awesome. So we want to give thanks to someone. And you know what? You stay awesome, someone, whoever you are. Thank you so much for the birthday coffees. And then Kerry Didio, Didio? Didio, I think I said it right, bought me coffees. Kerry wrote, happy birthday, love your show. Come to Vegas sometime on the weekend, then my husband and I can go. We live 90 minutes away. Oh, all right, I'll let you know when I'm here on a weekend. My next trip out here will most definitely be a weekend. Um, so, yeah, I'll give you a heads up, Kerry. Um, I'll need your email or something, though, if you could let me know what that is. I'll just keep you in the loop next time I'm in Vegas. I always announce my the shows when I leave town anyway, so hopefully you'll be listening by then. Uh, Hopefully that'll be in the fall. I had a great time. I'm having a great time in Vegas. Uh, I went to the Mob Museum yesterday. If you haven't been to that, it's very weird and cool, man. It's right up my alley, man. That thing is extensive. It's like four floors, man. And I was spent an hour on the first floor on on the first top level, and then you go down. I spent an hour on the second level, and then I was like, oh my god, I have to go back to the hotel and uh, and do some work, so I can't. I couldn't stay. I needed two more hours in that hotel, man. There's so much to see. It's incredible. If you're ever in Vegas, I can't recommend the Mob Museum enough. It costs 30 bucks, is the lowest general admission, which is more than a lot of museums charge. But, man, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. In the basement, there's a really cool speakeasy. Oh, man, this place is really, really dope. I learned so much about, uh, you know, gangsterism in the U.S., and in other countries. And I learned a lot about the establishment of Las Vegas as well. So you just, there's so much to learn. I love learning that stuff too. I'm I'm a big fan of weird museums and that, I wouldn't say that museum is too weird. It's a little more mainstream, but it's, it's awesome. Can't recommend it enough. If you're ever in Vegas, go to the Mob museum. It's located near the Fremont district downtown, which is where I'm staying. So I could, I could walk right to the Mob museum and today i plan on uh, visiting the neon sign museum cuz that looked weird too and then hopefully i'll be able to get to a sports book for the nfl draft and watch some of that i like nfl draft day it's pretty exciting i didn't plan to be in vegas for the nfl draft i've never been in vegas for the nfl draft but that's it just happens to be you know day 1 is on my birthday today so i'll probably check that out it's kind of like a party and then i got an, uh, my last show is tonight uh at the Square Bar. Square Bar. It's over near the Strat in a, a sort of north area of the Strip. Uh, they, I guess they call that area South Downtown. So if you're there, hit me up and come out to a show. And anyways, having a great birthday. Appreciate all the, the birthday wishes that I got. I, I'm, I'm so grateful today. I was reminded how, uh, how lucky I am to have so many supporters of the show, fans of the show, and who are consequently fans of me and really care about me and reached out to tell me so today. So, uh, yeah, it was very humbling and I'm I'm very grateful. And many more birthdays for me, for this guy right here. So thanks for making my birthday amazing, everybody. I really appreciate it. And if you'd like to send me some stories for tomorrow, it's Florida Friday, so we're only doing news from Florida. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. So send me any any links to Florida stories. Also, you can drop me my DMs on, at Instagram, at Funny Jones as well. And if there's still time, if you want to get me a birthday coffee, just go to weirdafnews.com, click on the Buy Jonesy Coffee, Buy a Coffee banner, or you can join the Patreon as well. You can do that on the website, or you can go to patreon.com weirdafnews. I appreciate everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday, baby. Oh, yeah.